0: This is Stu Sweet from Valparaiso, Indiana, and this WBEZ podcast is made possible with the support of listeners like me. I use WBEZ to recharge my mind the way I use food and sleep to recharge my body.
1: Who's the... What is going
2: to be... When we're Where they? do I...
0: Why is it called... How many...
2: the most... How many people... I was wondering... How much... When are we ready ready going to, to get our... What, what is the... What? <laughs>
0: You're listening to the Curious City Podcast from WBEZ Chicago. You ask the questions, we answer them together.
2: Chicago is world famous for its architecture, from its soaring and varied skyline to its lesser known engineering feats. Well, we asked WBEZ's Chris Bentley to get to the top of a hypothetical question we received about the city's skyscrapers.
1: For decades, Chicago's been kind of sensitive when it comes to the height of its skyscrapers. We've watched as other cities around the world built structures taller than, say, the Willis Tower. Well, Chicago still has a reason to be proud. Since 2000, it outpaced New York when it comes to high-rise construction per capita. But on the other hand, our skyline lags when it comes to what's called super-tall construction. By definition, those are buildings more than 300 meters high. That's 984 feet. Former Chicagoan Andrew Wombach had heard the term and asked Curious City this question. I wanted to know if Chicago was ready for another super-tall skyscraper, and if so, when? Let's start with the obvious. Super-tall skyscrapers cost a lot of money to build. If
0: there was a... Great location, a great site, a developer that really had the willpower to pull something off, it certainly could happen.
1: This is Rafael Carrera, a principal with the John Buck Company.
0: But the larger the project gets, the harder it is to finance, the harder it is to pre sell or pre market, and those are, are factors that make these super talls uh, hard to do.
1: Developers tend to move with the economy. When the economy booms, they build. When the economy tanks, They, well, they could end up with a giant hole in the ground, like they did with the Chicago Spire Project at 400 North Lakeshore Drive. Developers proposed the spire in 2006, and it was supposed to soar 2,000 feet above downtown. But a different building that tall may be 20 years away, at least according to its architect. The city recently approved this supertall next to the old main post office. But something that tall will need billions in financing. And these big costs require big demand which is stronger overseas. Yes, there's been a huge shift away from North America to Asia. Anthony Wood is the executive director of the Council on Tall Buildings and Urban Habitat. He's alluding to the fact that more than a billion people will move or be born into Asian cities in the next 20 years. And many of those cities are building up. Lots of different reasons, but there's a couple. One is attention, which has always driven iconic tall buildings, and the other is population and urbanization. It only took 20 years for Shanghai to flip nearby farmland into part of a metropolis with more skyscrapers than New York City. And while the U.S. population is growing, and Chicago's downtown is growing, it's nothing compared to Asia's growth rate. Still, at least one big player thinks Chicago's downtown could use another supertall.
0: It's composed of multiple centers, so there's many good sites.
1: This is Brian Lee, a design partner at Skidmore Owings & Merrill. They've designed thousands of skyscrapers around the world and four supertalls downtown, including the Willis, Hancock and Trump Towers. He says there's something inherently Chicagoan about soaring architecture,
0: kind of spirit of can do here, and the
1: real appreciation of architecture as being an accomplishment of generations of people that live in Chicago. It's very strong.: And so I think that it's a very beautiful place that can accommodate tall buildings. But Andrew Wambach, who asked our question about supertalls, isn't so sure there's a future for them here. Maybe the supertall is, is done, and for Chicago, they don't need it anymore. They can say, been there, done that. Some experts think there's something to this idea. Anthony Wood from the Council on Tall Buildings says Chicago doesn't have more supertalls, in part because it doesn't suffer from small building anxiety. On one level, Chicago just doesn't need to make a statement with its skyline, like Kuala Lumpur or Chengdu, or anywhere like that for the simple reason it's had one of the best skylines and already achieved that 40, 60, 80 years ago. Even if Chicago doesn't become home to many new supertalls, it's still a nerve center for tall building architecture and engineering. And Chicago's downtown is getting new skyscrapers, just not supertalls, near the confluence of the Chicago River. They feature riverwalk connections and landscaped parks at their bases, which could mean the future of Chicago's architectural legacy is not where its buildings reach the sky, but where they meet the ground.
2: Reporter Chris Bentley found a graphic that compares buildings around the world that are tall, super tall, mega tall, super mega ultra tall. Okay, the last one I made up. But to experience those buildings without the nosebleed or wobbly knees, head to wbez.org curiouscity. And if you've never seen the hole in the ground that was the beginning of the Chicago Spire, it's worth a look. That hole is at 400 North Lakeshore Drive, which is just north of the Chicago River, where it meets Lake Michigan. You can also spy it from Google Maps if you're not local. We suggest zooming way, way, way in. Thanks for listening.
0: Curious City is produced by WBEZ, Chicago Public Media, Ziga, and Air, the Association of Independents in Radio. Our senior producer is Jennifer Brandel. Sean Ali edits the series, and Logan Jaffe is our multimedia producer. The Curious City podcast is mixed by Sarah Liu with help from Mickey Capper. You can subscribe to our podcast in iTunes or listen to our back catalog in SoundCloud. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at WBEZ Curious City. Lead financial support for Curious City comes from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Chicago Public Media creates award-winning content about the issues that affect our community, our nation, and our world. More information is available at chicagopublicmedia.org. Thanks for listening. Catch you next week.